Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Fitness Podcast and happy Quitters Day. The second day in January is known as Quitters Day. And I'll give you guys the definition here. Basically, what Quitters Day is, Quitters Day is the second Friday in January where most people are most likely to fall off and quit their New Year's resolution. Two weeks in, 14 days. Not a lot of, let's say, faith in people that we have a day called Quitter's Day when somebody has a goal. So I thought it was probably necessary to go over all of the main reasons why people quit. Maybe even the psychology of quitting, but not so much into the sciences of the psychology of quitting, but the reasons And maybe some tools you can use to get around these main reasons why people quit on their path towards trying to change because it is so difficult to change. Um, And so when you're trying to, you know, better yourself, you know, and you set these goals, you know, this two week, 14 day thing seems to become a trend with people um, when they quit. And so let's get let's get into this thing. Let's get into this thing right now. So the first one is lack of motivation. Without a clear and strong motivation, individuals may struggle to stay committed to their fitness goals, number one. So motivation. Um, And we you hear this all the time about how it's drive, it's not motivation. And it is because you're not always going to be motivated. And when you can be motivated, awesome. When you can be motivated, Awesome. I, like I said, you know, ride that wave. You know, anytime you can be motivated to do some shit, get after it, man. Use that. That's a tool. But that's not going to happen as often as not being motivated. So you need to be able to find a way to do that. And th- we talk about these things at nauseum, but that's getting your core values. That's getting a, a, a solid why down. Like, what is the reason why you're changing? Something powerful enough to where when you think of your why, it kind of sh- makes your back shiver almost. You're like, man, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to go through and do what it takes to attack and accomplish this goal. The lack of motivation thing. A lot of people are like, man, I'm just not motivated. I'm just not motivated to get out. I'm just not motivated to wake up. I'm just not motivated to, you know, go to the gym or I'm just not motivated, you know? And um, like, that's wild. I mean, it's like you have to get away from this idea that you have to feel good about what you're doing when you're doing it. Um, As long as you know exactly what your why is, like the reason why you're doing it, and you need to just automate that. You can't have a conversation in your mind like, hey, like, you know, this is going to be awesome. Let's go and let's do this. Like, let's fucking win because we're going to be on top of the fucking world. Let's go. Like, let's, I feel good about this. I'm, I'm ready to get out of, that's one in 20. You know, it's funny because a lot of people say, man, I wish I was as motivated as you, Jordan. Right now I'm training for a 130 mile run. I'm training for a 130 mile run. So the the lightest in the lightest or let's say the the least amount of running miles per week I'll be doing it, uh, in this next four months is 56 miles in one week. Um, and I'm about at the end of that. I don't know if I'm motivated to go out and do those runs, especially out in the cold. It was 22 degrees yesterday. I think it's going to be like 16 degrees when I get out there for my second run today. Uh, I'm not fucking motivated. It, it, it fucking hurts. I'm just thinking of it like, man, son of a bitch. Like I, I stare at my shoes and just think, fuck, man, like 
I don't want to put those on, man. I don't want to go out in that cold. I mean, it's not going to be fun. I am not motivated to go do the run. It's not going to go ha- like the, uti- the, the utility of that run uh, is is to like continue to strengthen my commitment to myself, strengthen my ability to come through on the commitments I, ha- I make with myself to continue to build clarity and, and continue to build, let's say my understanding of the architecture of my mind, because I have to spend a lot of time outside. When you go outside and you're running, you you're talking with yourself in your mind, you're, you're, you're navigating your way through how to put one foot in front of the other. It's not, it doesn't feel good, but the thing you get from it is so is so beneficial that it's worth doing. So when you can get it, be, when you can get it down where it's like, Hey, it's not just about, it's not just about the abs or it's not just about like X, Y, Z. It's not about looking good at, in Hawaii when, you know, in the next six months when you're going or whatever. I mean, really it's about like, man, who, the person that you are today, the person that you are today, you know, if I make a commitment, am I going to follow through with it? If I tell somebody I'm going to do something, am I actually going to do it? You know, like, how much do you trust yourself? And if you trust yourself, if, if you build the strength in trusting yourself because you go through with your commitments, you don't need any fucking motivation, man. You don't need any motivation to get shit knocked out, you know? So that's what I would say. And start, um, and start with, with like something that is difficult, but it's quick and easy to do. It's something that just takes willpower to get going. You know, like for example, if you're sitting on the couch and you know you got dishes, and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do those dishes, but you got to do the dishes. Let's just say um, you could you could just like stand up and bring whatever dish you see around you. If there is one, just stand up. Just bring, the first thing you need to do, just the smallest, the smallest like elimination of barrier to action. Just get your body moving. You, just stand up. In four seconds, just stand up, but just get going, just get going and just get doing it. So that's like, okay, I completed that. I completed that. I completed that. It's like building confidence in yourself each step of the way. And, and eventually you're into it and then you finished the task. So, I mean, it's, it's, you got to find a way, you got to find a way to game the mind. But, uh, when you, when you have no motivation, cause when you have no motivation, I, I understand how that feels when, when you have no motivation to get up and get moving and strap the shoes on and get out there. It is like a physical feeling of being strapped into your couch or strapped into your chair or, you know, you, you, in, in your mind, you're just thinking, man, I've got a million things I've got to do today. And this is like, you know, if I don't do this, no one's going to, no one's going to know, no one's going to care. Nobody's going to judge me if I don't go get my running. But the thing is, is that you will, you will care because it's the commitment to you. It's the commitment to yourself. And if you're willing to, to not keep commitments with yourself, then that riddle, that kind of like ripples into the rest of the relationships that you have and the things that you do with other people. So it's important that you, that you do things where you're like, I'm going to make a commitment to myself and I'm going to keep it. Um, and, and you're not going to always be motivated. So you need to find ways to push past that lack of fucking motivation. And if you absolutely need, you're going to be fucked if you absolutely need motivation to do everything. And, and that might be it. Like, because motivation feels good. That might be something more of like a, like a, almost like a, maybe some kind of addiction you have to like, you know, like the dopamine, dopamine, whatever that, whatever that fucking weird term would be. But like, maybe you you need dopamine to do something. Like I need dopamine. I need a dopamine hit. I need to feel good about this thing I'm doing while I'm doing it. Otherwise I can't do it. That's a fucking problem, dude. That's not good. 
So like that, that might be something you talk to your doctor about, you know, like, hey, look, I can't do anything unless I feel really good about it. Like, and if I don't feel good, then I'm staying at home and I'm not talking to people. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe you have some kind of cognitive issue. Maybe you are addicted to fucking drugs. I don't know, but you should probably look into that. Um, but look, the things that you are going to do are fucking, the, the things that you have to do are difficult. You have to do them consistently for a long period of time. You have to find a way to do it without motivation. And, and that's gaming your mind and finding every little tiny tool that you can fucking Google it. Just Google it right now. Like, how can I do things without motivation? Ask ChatGPT, like 10, 10 ways to do things, get yourself to do things without motivation. I think that would be an awesome uh, ChatGPT. Um, I think that'd be an awesome ChatGPT uh, question. So try, give that a shot, man. You know, but uh, at the end of the day, though, if you need motivation to do things all the time, you are going to be fucked. And I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't know. Um, but I'm saying like, get after it, get after it. It's no small thing. That is no small thing. Number two is unrealistic expectations. Setting unattainable goals or expecting quick results can lead to frustration and disappointment, making it more likely for people to give up. Unrealistic expectations. You, that's you. You're just like a shitty planner and you're, you're, you're kind of like, on this dream. So I've been a personal trainer for 11 years. I say that a bunch, but that's the way, that way you know where I'm coming from. It's mostly the anecdotes of like dealing with hundreds of different people, uh, trying to help them get to their goals and sitting them down and helping them actually create their goals because their goals are always kind of like driven by all sorts of false beliefs, false beliefs that I believe were probably created from the market. You know, um, I've talked about this a little bit where, where like, there is a value equation, guys. Um, and the value equation, there's this guy, Alex Hormozzi. He's just this like business, uh, fitness business dude. He's got this really good equation for, um, he's this really good equation for value on how you perceive value in businesses. So if I'm giving you some kind of value, if I'm giving you some kind of product, some kind of a service, it's gonna fit into this value equation. And this is what it looks like. And this is how you perceive higher value to lower value. So Right now, the value equation, dream outcome divided by perceived likelihood of achievement, sorry, times perceived likelihood of achievement divided by time delay times uh, effort and sacrifice. So one more time, you got at the top of this equation, it's going to be dream outcome. I want to have a six pack perceived likelihood of achievement guaranteed divided by time delay 30 days times effort and sacrifice no effort and sacrifice by the way that's like ozempic that's like ozempic that's like every single supplement company that has ever fucking existed whether it's true or not like if the claims aren't if these claims for these drugs aren't evaluated by the fda they can just say whatever the fuck they want doesn't really matter there's absolutely nothing illegal about them just saying shit. And so why would they say anything other than have your dream body for sure in very little time with very little sacrifice and effort just buy my supplement. Now, let me give you my value equation for how you should actually try to lose weight and get the six pack and not because it's about really get the, the weight that you lose or the six pack that you gain, but the human being that you fucking become when you do it, which is ultimately 
better than any, any, anything you could possibly imagine if you really go through all this stuff to get there. So here's what, here's, here's the fitness. Here's why like, here's why it's so hard to sell real fitness. Here's why like so many real fitness instructors, so many practitioners that try to help you actually win that you don't even know about because they're buried by all the bullshit, all the supplement companies and all the fucking bullshit that like you can have your body in 30 days, the fucking Ozempics and the, the, the pharmaceutical companies, they can basically tell you have your dream body in 30 days with no effort and sacrifice. And then like, you're like, okay, that's, that is, that is perceived way higher value than the people that are giving you the truth. And the truth is, the truth is, Ready? Here's, here's the value I'm giving you. <laughs> dream outcome. Dream outcome. Your body. The one that you want. That's in your head. Okay. Times. Oh, uh, shit. I lost it. Dream outcome, which is your body that you want. Think about it right now. Times. Perceived likelihood of achievement. Maybe. Only if you fucking go for a long ass time a long ass time and you sacrifice and you give me fucking all the effort you can. Which one do you want? (laughs) Which one do you want? Which one would you rather have? You know, like it's like, this is why all the real, uh, this is why all the real practitioners out there, all of the fitness professionals who really give a fuck to help you get buried. And this is why you have unrealistic expectations when you come in to see us. Because the thing is, is like, you're being told all of these things you can do from these supplement companies and these influencer guys who they know how to get you to follow and get you to engage. They're, they're really good at that. They understand the psychology of getting you to give a fuck. It's why, you, it's why no one will ever fucking hear this fucking damn this podcast because like i i try to like propagate the truth i try to tell people how to really do it but the, but how to really win in fitness is extremely fucking difficult and it re- and it requires you to become a, a completely different human being you've got to just fucking push and push and push and there's going to be so many failures and the failures hurt they fucking hurt so fucking bad it's not like it hurt your fucking ego they 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 hurt they're embarrassing they they, they sting I mean, it hollows your bones out when you fail, especially in failing in front of people, which will be important. It's something you have to do. It's like this. If you want to get stronger, if you want to get stronger, guys, then if you ask the universe or God or whatever the fuck you believe in, if you ask them that thing to give you strength, it's going to give you a heavy fucking weight to carry. And when you're carrying that weight, it's going to make you strong because you're going to be fucking resisting. You're going to be holding it. It's going to be fucking hurting your shoulder and back. It's going to be cutting you up, you know? Have you ever done yard work and carried rocks? That's what it's like to fucking carry a fucking heavy, massive goal. Dream outcome. Massive, massive goal. Big, big, giant, heavy fucking rock. And, and, and the thing is, is, on the way there, you're going to deal with things you've never dealt with before. You're going to deal with things you've never dealt with before. And so because you've never dealt with it, you've never learned it. It feels impossible. The perception of the it's impossible is you've just never dealt with it before. You've not maybe not been in groups where people know about it. You've never been taught it. It's not like it wasn't in the fucking curriculum. So in, in any case, 
it's on you to get out there and do it, to figure it out, to fail. And, and when you do, because it's like, look, it's not fun to fucking fail. Like failing is not your friend. You know, there's this cliche um, where it's like fail and fail often. Like failure is your friend because failure is a lesson. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Nobody disagrees with failure is the lesson. And so use the lesson. But, but when you fail, you're going to feel the fucking sting. And it might have been something you were working hard for. It, like hard. Something that you really believed you could do. Something that like you believed it so much that like you believed it as much as you could fucking tie your shoes. As you believe that you can tie your shoes. That's how much you fucking believed it. You believed it. And you went after it. And you fucking you fought fear. And you pushed past fear and you put everything in line and you fucking lost a little bit of sleep over it. Not because you were afraid, but because you were excited to finally get after it and you do it and you fail. You fail. And it fucking hurts. It's a real sting. It's a scar. It's an injury. And like, it's not fucking fun and it's not your friend and it, and it's real and you really have to do it. And you really have to learn how to do it, fail, in a way that you do not let it stop you. And when you have these unrealistic expectations, look, I'm all for unrealistic expectations. I actually think, give me the most unrealistic fucking expectation. You take other, I always I kind of say this to people. This is the reason for saying all this. I kind of say this to people. I say all sorts of crazy shit. I'm a, I feel like I'm a dreamer. I feel like I'm a dreamer and I, I dream big, giant, fucking massive goals and everyone always rolls their eyes and, and when I'm talking about it and, oh, there he goes, Jordan's going off about it again. And you know what? This podcast might be just, just exactly that, you know? Maybe you're, you're listening to this or maybe I cut this part out and you're listening to this and you're just like, and if you know me, if you've ever known me, you're just like, that fucking guy, he never shuts the fuck up. And Look, because I'm unrealistic and I've dealt with a lot of failures on my way up, but being unrealistic has gotten me to where I am now. And I always like to say this, you take your realistic ass and get it the fuck out of my orbit. You go and you live your realistic ass life away from me because why the fuck would I want to live a realistic life? So the unrealistic expectations, good to go. Like, I mean, like, good, have them, have them. But they are unreal. It's unrealistic at some degree. I'm not going to have the biggest fucking gym in St. Louis tomorrow. It can be my goal, but it won't fucking happen. And maybe if I try and I go hard, I'm going to be hit with a massive failure. And that failure will be a lesson. And the lesson will let me get one step closer towards actually having it. So I just can't quit when I meet the unrealistic expectation. Uh, when, when I meet the reality of the unrealistic expectation and... I get fucking smacked in the face like hard and it's fucking embarrassing and it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. I, I have to find a way to keep going. I have to find a way to fail and fail correctly. Use that as a lesson. Be like, look, the thing is about the failure is it's almost required to drive onto the next. So you can look at the, the, that failure of, of meeting that unrealistic expectation. You, you can meet that reality. Like once it's like, I, I want to lose, I want to lose, can I lose 40 pounds in 30 days? Have the fucking expect, have that unrealistic expectation once you start exercising. And in 30 days, when you don't do it, when you don't lose 40 pounds in 30 days, just don't quit. Just be like, oh, fuck. That's like, 
I lost like two pounds, maybe. And in a lot of cases, especially if you haven't been exercising for a long time, maybe you gained weight because now you're like, you're ripping muscle fibers and like you're eating. And if you're doing it correctly, then you're, you're eating a little bit more to like repair your muscle because it should be much. If you're, if you're getting a, if a personal trainer in a weight loss program in the first two months, you might gain weight. I know that you don't want to hear that, but that might be the case. And the reason is because your muscles are like swelling with water because you're damaging them in ways you haven't damaged them before. Everything you do when you work out is damaging the muscle. You haven't been doing that. So your muscles are like, what the fuck's going on? We need more carbs because we need more energy in these muscles because they're being used more. I mean, there's a lot happening. And so you may not lose weight and, and there's a good chance you won't lose weight in the first two months of a weight loss program. I, again, I, don't, I know you don't want to hear that, but look, that, that's you getting smacked right in your fucking face by the expectation of losing 30 pounds in 30 days and you gain some and you have to find a way to keep moving forward. And if you quit right there, then you're right back to where the fuck you were and it hurts. It fucking really hurts. So you have to understand it's not a bit really about not having unrealistic expectations. It's just about learning how to fucking use the failure, use the failure to move forward. You fucking got this. Um, you fucking got this, but like, you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be perfect. And you don't have to hit every time you set a goal. You don't have to fucking hit it at like set a goal, put a timeline. And then when you don't hit, hit the timeline, you don't hit the goal. You know, you had a plan for it, you know, go back, figure out exactly what it was that was totally ridiculous and then restart. Most people are shitty planners. Most people are shitty planners. I'm not, a, I'm, look, I've been, I've been working on my planning, like my planning skill for probably about five years and I'm still fucking garbage at it. Like you, you have to get, I'm a lot better than I was five years ago, a lot better, but I'm not, I'm not fucking, I'm not like the best in the world, but like, I'm going to continue working at it. And I've gotten, I've gotten a lot better at understanding what has to happen, what has, how, how planning has to work so I can set more realistic expectations to re reach the unrealistic expectation I have for the long run. And then there's patience. So, so keep that in mind, setting unrealistic expectations, guys, it's not like totally ridiculous to set unrealistic expectations, but if you fucking do it, you better fucking fail correctly. Fail correctly for that one. Number three, overtraining. Push the body too hard without allowing proper rest, recovery, and I'll, put, I'll add this, enough nutrition can lead to burnout, fatigue, and increased risk of injury. And I was just dealing with something like this with one of my clients um, earlier this week. So, um, you know, with all these challenges and these massive goals and expectations, uh, there's, there's like these, you know, like just energy, let's go. Right. But there's all of these, you know, it's like, I want to work out seven days a week. I want to work out eight times a day and I want to drink uh, a gallon of water. Good. And I want to do, uh, hundred pushups, a hundred squats, a hundred dad, a hundred dad. I want to do this many miles. All oh, shit. Right. Good to go. I love that. Let's fucking go. But feed your performance. Make sure you're getting enough water. Make sure you're taking care of your body. Make sure you're resting. You're stretching before the workouts and stuff like that so that you don't get injured um, over training. No, I don't, I don't believe in this overtraining. I believe in undertaking care of your body. Weaponize recovery. Weaponizing recovery. Yeah, yeah. This is a good point. This is a good point. All right. All right, folks. Listen the fuck in. Listen the fuck in. There's no such thing as overtraining. Okay. There's no such thing as overtraining. You're a fucking dipshit. If you believe it, there's no such thing as overtraining. Okay. There's such thing as undertaking care of your body. It's undertaking care of your body. You're not eating enough. You're not sleeping enough. You're not fucking stretching, rolling. You're not doing anything. No recovery methods. You just think I will just 
train and train and train and train and train and not do the other stuff because I don't have time for it. And then eventually you get injured. So like, I, I don't believe there's such thing as overtraining. I believe there's such thing as not taking care of your body. Take care of your fucking body. Look, if, if you're taking care of your body, you're going to be fine. You're going to recover. You're going to be fine. Take, get rest, get your sleep. I'm not saying like work out so much that you sleep two hours a day. Like you need seven hours of sleep, get seven hours of sleep. Um, if you can get seven hours of sleep, by the way, good for you. Most people can't, but look, if you can get seven hours of sleep, get seven hours of sleep, fucking work out as much as you want, man. Work out as much as you fucking want. Just get your sleep, get your nutrition, feed your performance, get enough, learn. It's a quick Google search away. And actually, ChatGPT could do this for you in no time. You don't need a fucking expert. You get a free app. It's called ChatGPT. It's AI. If you don't know about AI, you are sleeping. I think you are fully asleep. You've been sleeping for a while. Uh, use that. Do not underestimate the, the, the power of AI. And please fucking use it to your abilities. Uh, to increase your abilities in every single area of your life. But in any case, ask ChatGPT, AI, whatever. Ask it all these questions that you need so that you can create a plan, create the plan, fucking work the plan for fucking taking care of your body. Like 10 ways to recover your body for exercise. 10, 10 exercises for XYZ. Throw all of your metrics in there. Like this is my height. This is my weight. This is my gender. This is my X, my Y, my Z. That would be so fucking good. And that will help you. That will help you so much. I mean... All the resources you have are right there, but yeah, fuck you with the overtraining, okay? Fuck you with the overtraining. Don't give me that fucking bullshit. Weaponize recovery. Weaponize recovery. Get serious about recovery. You know, a lot of people like give shit to uh, CrossFit guys and girls. Uh, they're like, fucking CrossFit. Oh, they're always getting uh, injured. So dangerous. Uh, fuck those CrossFit people. And, you know, the thing is, is, the thing is, is like CrossFit, I think CrossFit is fucking impressive as hell. I think those guys are super sand trainers, you know, super sand training. That's what that is. It's insane. Is there a high risk of injury? Absolutely. But like you see those guys, they're all wrapped up. They're, they're, they're like, the, I always think the best, the best in those, in those types of sports, like any kind of weightlifting sport, powerlifting, Olympic lifting, um, uh, CrossFit, those types of things where like the lifting is the sport. That is an invasive type of sport. That's a super invasive type of sport, 100%. But the best athletes are the ones that like weaponize recovery. Who recovers better? Who is a better, uh, a, who is putting more work into their taking care of their body and then the workouts? It's almost like the workouts and the training, um, which are fucking insane, are just like that's baseline. You just gotta have to do all that. And the people who take care of their body better are the ones who like win because they're like, wow, you're over here like crying because you're over overtraining. And, and guys, it's very unlikely. It's very unlikely you are overtraining. <laughs> okay, maybe there are nuances. Like, like maybe there are news nuances, like maybe like like you're fucking David Goggins and you're like, you're like one, there's, there's like four of you on the planet. Okay. Like maybe, and you go into rhabdo, uh, because you basically, which, which by the way, it's, uh, I'm going to say this incorrectly, but I think it's called rhabdo myelysis. Let's get an actual thing here. Rhabdo. Let's see. Yeah, it is it is called rhabdo, yeah, myolysis, yeah. Rhabdomyolysis, a series of medical conditions that occur during the breakdown of muscle tissue leading to the release of a protein called myoglo myoglobin. 
into the bloodstream. This condition can result from various causes, including trauma, muscle injury, extreme physical exertion, certain medications, and other medical conditions. Look, guys, you're not fucking doing that. You don't have that. You're not getting that. If you're like a, if you are a, if you are a general population person and you're pretty healthy, you're not fucking getting that. Okay. You're not getting that. You're not doing enough, dude. You, you're a fucking accountant. You're not over, you're not over exerting your body. Okay. You're fucking a little bit tired because you had two whiskeys last night. You were talking with your buddies. You had a fucking cigar. You're not, it kind of threw you off a little bit. You went into work. Dad was being a bitch. You're kind of stressed out. The wife wants you to come home early, but you got work to do. You went to the, you, you went, uh, and so you, you got out of work a little late. You had to go to the fucking, you had to go to the gym and you didn't feel very strong. And you're telling your trainer you're overworked. You're not overworked. You're not overtraining. Okay. It's not, this is very unlikely that you are overtraining. You are not taking care of your body. Okay, that's what's happening for you. You're not you're, you're not doing you're not doing extreme physical exertion. Like rhabdomyolysis, uh, imagine would only occur if you were doing like a thousand, two thousand pull-ups, like in a certain like number of hours one day or something crazy. Like it's insane what oh, like that, what what would be the breakdown of muscle tissue when people start talking about this. It's crazy. Look. Yes, you can, you, you're, you can injure your body. You can injure your body if you work out heavily and you don't stretch regularly and you don't roll and you're not, doing, you're not getting enough protein and you're not sleeping enough and you're, not, and you're dehydrated and you're still working out, then yes, then yes, you're going to fucking injure yourself because you're not taking care of your body, okay? Done on that rant, but look, that one gets to me so bad because I'm like, you know, if you just fucking eat, just eat food, real food, whole food, and a lot of it, and work out heavily, you'll never have like any of these issues. And, and also, that's also not to say you're going to be sore and you have to, and you have to work out through soreness. You have to work out through soreness. Um, end of story. You're going to, especially if you're new to this thing, like you're going to have to find a way to get over the idea that you can't work out if you're sore, you know, if you're sore. And if you don't know what soreness feels like, you know, it says a lot of times I get people come in and, and uh, it's their first workout and I, I run them through a 20 minute thing. And the next day they give me a call and they're like concerned. They're like literally concerned. They're, they're like, they're like, Jordan, I, I don't know. I, I've never felt this before, but I, there's something in my, something going on with my muscle. Every time I move it, every time I move this muscle, it hurts so bad. It's so weird. I've never had this. It's like, I'm like, that is a common, uh, that is a common side effect of exercise, uh, soreness. Uh, and and if you're not aware of it, um, and you're somebody who's just been like fucking just running away from pain in every single way possible, you know, like you feel, it's like, you've got to feel perfect all the time. If you got a headache, it's Tylenol. If you got, you got an ache, a pain, you're calling your doctor, like you're worried about fucking everything. It's like any sort of pain whatsoever in your body is like an emergency. That's fucking crazy. Okay. That's insane. Um, you need to be able to learn how to like be sore. You need to be able to learn how to take risks with your body and push your body, you know? And, and there's a lot of cases where you will get injured and then you got to find, and then that's the second. Now you got to like find a way to like nurse yourself back and then continue pushing into it. But there's nothing wrong with getting injured. Like a lot, there's this massive, there's just, and I, and I don't mean like breaking your leg in half, but if it happens, it fucking happens. And then just like deal with it and, and move past it and like, you know, gain strength from it and keep, keep moving forward. You know, it's like, if, if, if you can't do anything because you're, 
you're so afraid that it's going to be painful and you don't want to deal with the pain or the risk of injury or the risk of fatigue or anything like this. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing. The whole thing is like, you, you have to, you have to, that's you becoming a bigger, better person. Because if you're afraid of all that stuff, you're fucked, dude. You're totally fucked. I'm telling you right now, you are totally fucked. You are going fucking nowhere. If like, you can't like, if you can't do something because it's possible you get hurt, like you're going to be fucked in life, dude. Life is fucking dangerous. Life is risky. There's no prompt to this fucking thing. You might think there's a prompt out there. Zero prompt. You were born. Now get out there and do it. Outside of like being good to people and following through the, through the, you know, following the laws and shit, don't break laws and like hurt people. Like that's not good. But guys, this is fucking insane. It's insane. You come in, you're like, I don't want to get injured. And it's like, and this is, look, you come in and you do everything right. You're, you can still get injured. You're literally creating trauma to the body. When you come in those front, into the front doors of any gym, you're going to be beating your body up. You're going to be creating damage to the muscle. I mean, every single piece of equipment you see in a gym is there to damage you. Um, so you better get fucking good at beating yourself up. And I'm not talking about cutting your fucking wrist. So if anybody thinks that, fuck off. I'm talking about doing something that is very difficult and very fucking painful for a good 60 fucking minutes to better the human being you are by callousing the body to callous the mind and go out into the fucking world as a warrior and not somebody who's just like, I can't, I can't do that because there's possibility. It's like, that's insane. So anyways, done with that. But fuck, man, Jesus, that shit gets to me. All right. So the next one is monotonous routine. Monotonous routine. Number four, doing the same exercise root, uh, routines repeatedly can become boring, leading to loss of interest and motivation. Oh, my fucking God. dude! This one is is so funny. OK, look. OK. A couple podcasts back, we talked about this. I talked about this with with a guy, Clifton Harsky is his name. Great dude, very knowledgeable. Um, his thing, uh, when, I, when I came across him, he was doing a seminar on, on variety. He was talking about variety and how, like, everybody, everybody, you know, is stort, sort of starting right now, like in the fitness industry, is sort of starting to simplify things down, simplify things down. And I think that's a result of com- like the compliancy issue we have with our clients and people, the compliancy issue we have, which is like this. You come get a trainer, you want a workout program, good to go. And you want it to be a different workout every single day, every day, all the time. Like the Orange Theory model. Never st- like they're literally they're one of their one of their uh, unique selling propositions is never the same workout twice. <sighs> OK, and I say this a bunch and I say this a bunch. Guys, if you want to get better at push-ups, you're just going to have to like do modified push-ups every single fucking day. A couple days off to get some rest and back to every fucking day. Do push-ups, do push-ups, do push-ups, do push-ups. If you want to get better at pull-ups, you really want to learn how to do pull-ups, you don't need, you don't need me. I could show you how to, how to do the progression and, and I could get you there. Um, but it's going to get really fucking boring because that's how people get good at anything is to do the same thing over and over and over. And it does get boring and it does get fucking monotonous and you don't have the motivation to do it. And that is winning. And that is why you're not winning. By the way, if this one is hard for you and this is why you quit, man, well, this is just getting monotonous. It's just not fun anymore. 
It's just getting monotonous and it's just not fun anymore, Jordan. You, you, like, how can we make this fun to where like, I'm just enjoying myself. Like I'm having drinks with the fucking friends on the weekend and still get my body. Let me tell you something. When you are trying to win, when you are trying to win, you, you have a goal, you're investing in it. You take it, you're taking it seriously. Monotonous routine is what'll get you there. Monotonous routine over a long period of time will get you to that fucking thing. It's how people get good at stuff. Now, look, there's a dichotomy here. Only doing one thing all the time and, and cutting everything else out does cause issues for sure. But if you want that thing, the more you can fucking zone in and focus in on that one thing and do it monotonously over and over and over and over, the more effective you're going to be at making it happen. And the quicker, the quicker it'll happen as well. So like, for example, if you came in, you at you said the only thing I care about is being able to do pull up, pull ups, right? Well, the perfect, right? We're then we're just gonna train pull ups, strength and pull ups. That's it. It's gonna be pull ups, pull ups, pull ups. Different accessory stuff, reps on reps on reps, negatives. Every single fucking thing in the book that I know with the bands and the fucking the fucking this and the that. I'm gonna throw it in there, and we're gonna do fucking pull ups, and you're gonna be able to do pull ups quickly, but. What happens is, and this isn't a bad thing, but I'm just saying, but what happens is you're like, I want to be able to get really strong in pull-ups and I want to get my one rep deadlift to a million pounds and I want to be able to ha have abs and I want to fucking be able to run a marathon and I want to do that all in 14 days. And it's like, okay, so we'll do this and this and that and that and this and this and we'll do a hybrid program with this and that and we'll add this in there and then we'll put something at the top and then we'll drizzle it with that and then we'll sprinkle it. And then what happens is you get further and further away from optimization, the optimization of that workout program is completely fucked because there are so many directions. There's no focus. There's no monotonous routine on one thing. It's constantly changing. And maybe you want to do that because you want to keep yourself entertained. And that's really what I see variety being nowadays. When I see workout programs and people doing all this stuff is that they're enticing you to do their program based on their variety. Their variety isn't for like fitness outcome. It's for entertainment. It's to keep you fucking entertained so that like you don't get bored so that, and then you don't quit. Because like one, fitness people have to make money and they're trying to help you get the fitness result. But to get you to that fitness result, the easy, the best thing to do is have you do one fucking thing. Like just run, guys, just run. Why don't you just run? I hate running. Why? Why do you hate running? Two reasons. One, it's extremely painful. Two, it's extremely boring. That's why you hate running. You hate running because it's extremely painful and it's fucking, it, 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 it's, it's boring. It's really boring. And if you don't have music, and I was just thinking about this too, just the other day I, I was doing, so, I was doing some running and, um, I'm not listening to music while I'm doing my running. So I had an eight mile run. It was cold as fuck. And I was no music, no music because it's me, my thoughts and my ability to knock shit out and not need something to tell me how to feel. Any case, every time I start that run, I think in my head, like this battle goes on in my head and it's like, it's like, you can't run, not without a podcast or a story, can't, you know, not without, a, not without a book, you gotta have some music, man. Like, you're just, you're not gonna be able to do it. You're not gonna be able to run. You know, you're not gonna be able to run unless you have these fucking headphones in. It's crazy. And maybe about 20 to 30, maybe, maybe about 20, I would say probably about 20 minutes into that run, maybe 30 minutes into that run, it comes and goes like, man, I wish I had music, man, I wish I had music, man, I wish I had music. But then after that 30 minutes, it's fucking gone. And then it's like me in my mind and I can fucking now navigate how to feel myself, to what to think about 
myself. Nothing telling me what to think about. Nothing telling me, hey, you should feel this way because it's a motivational song in my ears. Um, and that is very, very, very useful and practical in, in like actual life, like not needing music, not needing someone to tell me how to feel, not have, needing a, a song, a certain type of song to accompany me based on my current emotion. Like, man, I'm really, I'm really sad. So I just, I really need sad music or man, I really need to get after this. I need some motivation. Let's put some motivation music on. We're going to the party, get that hype music up, get that hype music up. Like I, I don't need any of that shit. I don't need any of that shit. Now, don't get me wrong. If I have it, good to go. I'm going to be, it's going to be fine. But like, then you become very dependent on having like this thing tell you how to feel. And, and so like the thing about running is that you don't do it because it's hard and you're going to come up with all sorts of weird things to tell to like in your mind right now. Like if you don't like running because it's painful and it's boring, but like, look, if you want to lose weight and, and fuck what everyone says, like, and I'm, I'm telling you this sincerely, if you ran every single day, like one to three miles and you lifted weights, three resistance training, three days a week, and you stayed consistent at that for a long period of time, and you actually worked your RPs when you're strength training, you worked your RPs up to nines at, at like a rep range of eight to 10. Like you don't have to know what that means, but all I'm saying though generally is if you ran one to three miles every day and you fucking did three lifts, you went into the gym three days out of the, out of the week and you did that consistently, that's the fucking program. That's the program. That's the program. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything else. I'm telling you right now, I am telling you right now, do what I just said. And if it's a weight loss thing you're talking about it, and you know, I can't run because X, Y, Z for like one to three miles, like walk, dude, just fucking walk, walk, dedicate a walk one to three miles. And then fucking, uh, three lifts out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, go in for 45 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, but get that resistance training. It's not only running or only lifting. It's both of them do them. That's perfect. No more needed. Nothing else needed. Do that. Do that consistently. But you, it won't. And the reason you won't is because it gets extremely boring and it's fucking painful. And so you're like, fuck this. I'm not going to do it. And so you don't do it. And then you go ask a professional to basically keep you cognitively dissident. And what I mean by that, and let me pronounce that better because I didn't really say that well. Cognitive dissident, dissonance is your problem. Cognitive dissonance, a mental conflict that occurs when beliefs don't line up with your actions. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with, uh, with this. Hold up. So here's the thing with cognitive dissonance. Okay. The psycho, so the uh, cognitive dissonance theory, psychological theory developed by this dude. It doesn't fucking matter discomfort or tension arises. The theory is based on the idea that individuals strive for the internal consistency and will experience psychological discomfort when faced with conflicting information. So there are different things that happen once you basically uh, reach this thing. So for example, right now I'm saying you don't like running because it's boring. And so you can't, you, you, you need to be entertained and you think that it's, whatever the fuck you, you just don't like it or something. What, whatever the story is you're telling yourself why you don't like doing the, that basically is your cognitive dissonance. And the idea is that, that it's like, no matter what fact I, no matter what fact I give you that like, this will be the way that this will be what works. And you're just like, well, I don't like that. And by the way, also how immature, how immature, how juvenile is that? Like, how juvenile is that? 
uh, not juvenile. What's the word? Immature was probably the right word. Guys, 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 you gotta, you gotta listen to this. You gotta listen to this. Okay. Look, and I'm, by the way, I'm also not perfect. I'm not coming from my high horse, dude. Like there's so many things I'm, I'm fucking, I fuck myself with all the fucking false narratives and stories. I'm, I'm no different than you. I'm no different than you. Believe me. I, I have my fucking struggles and I go hard. I work on it every single day. Almost so much. And I, and I, I think about it and research it so much to try to help myself that I've learned so much that I've been able to help so many people. Um, that like I'm aware of it myself um, and not always aware of my cognitive dissonance. That's the thing that's hard about cognitive dissonance is that like, you know, you're just, you're just coming up with any irrational excuse, anything to deny a change in the, your cognitive, your, your cognitive functions, your current co cognitive state. I do not want to make any change. This is my belief. These are my beliefs. I will not change my beliefs. Even if you're a, you look like a complete batshit motherfucker, you might just stick right in there with them beliefs because you're so caught up not being able to do this. You won't change your behaviors. You'll go to rejecting and ignoring information that causes any sort of, any sort of conflict with that belief, like 100% minimizing, you minimize the importance of it. Like you'll come up with facts. You'll come up with facts based on like this cognitive bias uh, to, to disprove anything that I have to say about cardio and running that's good for you by any means. You'll, you'll maybe even create a fucking journal story, uh, whatever you, you'll do. You'll do something. You'll do all sorts of shit to disprove this thing because you do not want to change your mind on it. And there's, this happens on so many levels and it causes you to quit in so many areas. And when you do quit, so let's say you have a goal right now, you have a goal and you quit. And somebody's like, oh, you quit in this? And you're like, yeah, well, you know, like it was stupid anyways. It wasn't even like it. That's cognitive dissonance. That's you coming up with an excuse to rationalize your behavior and your current, your current, like fucking what, what just happened? Like that was stupid anyways. Like those people are stupid anyways. That goal is stupid anyways. You're stupid for thinking about like that you should be better anyways. Like that's stupid. Like you're fucking yourself with cognitive dissonance in that way. In any case, easy. Run, lift, run, lift. Those two things. I'm, I'm kind of going off. I'm rambling now. But in any case, try to find a way to bring awareness so that you don't fuck yourself. So that's that. Number five, poor time management. Balancing work, family, and other commitments can be challenging. Lack of time may lead individuals to skip workouts, ultimately hindering progress. Poor time management. So that's definitely 100% true. Here's what, I, here's what I will say. Here's what I'll say for this one, for number five. Here's what I will say. You, if you quit because you don't have enough time and it's not in your schedule, you are lying to yourself. If you tell somebody, man, I just don't have the time for that anymore because I'm so busy with work and blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Unless you have it in your schedule. Unless you have it in your schedule. Is it in your schedule? Is your workout in your schedule? Did you do your schedule? Can I see it? Show me. Show me your weekly schedule. It's simple. You're an adult. You do a weekly schedule. If you don't do a weekly schedule and you're an adult, how the fuck are you living your life? But in any case, if you don't have time, it's because you're not aware of your time. You waste so much fucking time. You waste time complaining about you. You don't have time. Uh, I do it. You do it. We all fucking do it. Just own the fuck up to it. Get it on your schedule. So here's the thing with this. Number five, guys. Number five. And I'm not like, look, 
this sounds like I'm saying you're a fucking piece of shit. You're a dipshit. Like, I don't believe that. Maybe you're really good with your schedule. I'm saying this for people who will fight me on this, will fight me on putting the workout in their schedule. Okay. So if you, if you are good, good at scheduling and you're, you're a fucking perfect human being, good to go. Awesome. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it's like, Hey, you're telling me you don't have time to get these workouts that we have scheduled. Good to go. And that's making it really hard for you. Okay. Good to go. Let's get it in your, let's, let's, let's do this. Do a time log. Tell me everything you do from when you wake up to when you go to sleep Monday through Sunday, and then bring that into me. And then let's look for any gaps of time that maybe we could find a way where we could throw the workout in there. And then you bring that to me, you bring that to me. And then you prove to me that you don't have time to open up 30 minutes a day. When the average time that you're spending on your fucking, uh, just the average person spends four hours of screen time on their phone. You find time for that. It's just, not, it's just a matter of you're not finding, you're not finding time. It's, it's poor time management. It's poor time management. So that's what I'm saying. There's two, there's two routes. There's two routes to go. If you tell me that you don't have time and so that's your justification for quitting. If you tell me that. There are two things here. One, you're... You're, you're, you're really either lying to yourself or you're, you're lying to yourself. You're unaware of like the amount of time you're actually wasting. And it's just hard to do this. It's just hard to sit down and time manage. And so like, you're just like, I, I just can't put this in because like the difficulty of, of sitting down on a weekly basis to like plan out when I'm actually going to be working out, where I'm going to be working out and when I'm going to be working out is too much. So I'm not going to do it. Like if that's the reason for, for like, I don't have the time and that's why you're telling everybody that you need to fucking put some awareness on that and stop doing it. You're fucking yourself. And it's, it, it's, it's immature. It's like what, it's what children do. Children do that. Like, um, they, I have a client. It's really, it's really funny. He, he says this, he says, he, he tells his, uh, he tells his kid, you know, Hey, here, he, he, he has a couple of kids and he says, Hey, here's the food we're having today, tonight. And they put the plate of food down. These kids are like nine, 10. And the one goes, oh, but that's not my favorite because they're nine. I don't want to eat that. That's not my favorite. I don't like that. Guess what? You don't fucking pay the bills. You're the kid. You're going to eat the fucking food that I put down right here or you're not eating tonight. That's what kids do. It's the same thing with like the, with the cardio. It's like, oh man, like cardio for sure will, will, will work. Running for sure will work. I mean, whatever bullshit you give me on cardio won't work for you to lose weight. You're a fucking lunatic. It's, it's like the best form of exercise. Just running on a daily basis is the best form of exercise. Um, and so like you have to do things that you don't like to get what you want. You want a fucking great body. You want to do it in an easy way, simplified. Dude, look, just run and lift. I already gave you the, I already gave you the fucking, the, uh, the equation and you won't do it. And it's because it's painful and boring and it, but you don't want, won't admit that you don't like that, but that's not a good explanation either because just because you don't like it. I mean, it's like, that's insane. That's you're, you're the, you're the fucking nine-year-old sitting at a, uh, a dinner table. You're a nine-year-old sitting at the dinner table, telling their parents that you don't want to eat this because it's not your favorite. Whoa, whoa. Okay, if you can't eat it because it's not your favorite. I don't know. It's not going to, I'm not going to be able to, I don't know if I could help you with that at that point. You might need somebody. You might need somebody. You might need somebody to help you. You might need to talk to somebody um, because you haven't grown up yet. You haven't grown up yet. You need to, you need to put some, uh, you need to be, I don't know, maybe some responsibility or something. And like, by the way, if you're, if you don't do any of that and you actually crush, then good to go. And then this isn't for you. You can. You can be, you're fine. Good to go. We'll go on to the next one. But I'm just saying this, this is crazy. And the reason why I say all this stuff is because I deal with this 
so often. And by the way, it's like, it's people in all sorts of positions in life. It's, it's executives of big businesses. It's business owners. It's fucking doctors. It's lawyers. It's accountants, man. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not saying that it's just like fucking washouts like and burnouts. I'm talking about like successful people saying, I don't want to do that because I don't like it. And it's like, wow, how the fuck did you get your job? Um, any case, long story short, moving on to the next, moving on to the next, the poor time management thing. You got to get over that. You get, you just need to get better at planning. That's all. And that's the next one. Six inadequate planning, failing to create a structured workout plan or neglecting to plan meals can make it difficult to stay on track. I'd say it's always, it's always kind of funny. Um, it's always kind of funny with, with this one. Inadequate planning. That might be like the number one, almost might be the number one here. Inadequate planning. I, I, I'll, ask, I'll ask my clients, I'll say, when, they, when, I first, when, they, when I first get a client, I'll say, you know, what's your, got, what's, your, what's, your, what's your goal? What's your why? What's your timeline? I'll say all these things. You have core values. They, they might say yes to all of these, you know? Yes, I got my goal. I know what my goal is. Yes, I, this, that, the other thing. And I say, all right, you got them written down. Oh no, it's all right here. It's all right here in my head. And again, these aren't children. These are adults. It's all right here in my head. I don't need, I don't need to write it down. I don't need to write it down. Okay. Months go by, months go by, months go by. And it's just, it's, it's, we get into one thing and then it, it gets all fucked up. There's no compliance on the back end, refusing to, uh, refusing to plan, refusing, refusing to schedule re- refusing because it's stupid how stupid could how stupid is that like it's so and this is so annoying what's so annoying is to sit down and write it down this is so stupid why would i do that that's that's like some hippie shit writing your goals down on a piece of paper or some hippie shit every successful motherfucker out there who's winning right now that you admire by any stretch of the imagination is doing a plan every day they're writing a plan down every day. They're reviewing their plan. They're putting their goals down on paper. They're carrying their, the 1% of the 1% carry their, their goals with them, but they're planning and they're planning and they're planning and their plans fail and their plans work and their plans fail, but they're constantly planning. Uh, they're refining and they're, they're putting it down on paper. It's, it's all down on paper. It's all down on paper. And it's, and it's like well done too. It's like eventually at some point you'll get really good at, you know, it's well done. It's written well. It's like, it's something you've created a way of writing your notes. Maybe it's in an app or something, but you've done it so much now that like you can, you can really, you can really organize your thoughts in a way where it's like, all right, I've got this stuff going on in my head. I can now organize it, get it all down. I can make a plan for it. I can compartmentalize it. I can do X, Y, and Z because they keep writing their plans down. So if you're in the phase of like, I'm not going to write that down. I don't need to write that down. I'm going to do it on Wednesdays. I'm going to work out on Wednesdays and like, I'm just going to work out on Wednesdays. That's my goal. I'm going to work out every Wednesday and it's going to be good. And when I get to the gym, I'll just, whatever I'm feeling that day. <laughs> like, that's great. I'll lose weight. I'll lose weight. I'll, just, I'll work out every day. Even just saying like, I'll lose weight every day. I just, I have the goal. It's in my head. You need to write that down. It's inadequate planning. And I'm going to use this cliche because I think it's important. Um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And it's a fucking cliche for a reason. And it's because if you don't plan guys, you're going to be fucked. So make a good plan, get good at planning. It is a skill. If you've only made a couple plans or you only plan like once a month, good luck. Social pressure. 
Negative comments or lack of support from friends and family can impact a person's confidence and motivation to continue their success uh, or their fitness success journey. Look, here's the gate. <laughs> Social pressure. No one's, and, and this isn't me. This is just every successful person who's, who's ever did anything worth mentioning. No one believes in you. No one cares if you do it. Better yet, people would rather you not do it. And just shut up and make no noise. People don't want you to, people don't want you to lose weight. People don't want you to get healthy. People don't want that. It's just easier if you just stay the fuck up that you are. It's just easier if you're the same person. You stay the same person. You don't change. It's just easier that way. It's easier on their brain. And so, and that's fine. It's, I mean, it's almost the same for you. If somebody that's in your circle starts changing, you're going to do the same. You're going to do the same thing. I really wish I just still had that, you know... I really wish I, I still had Cassandra, you know, like the old Cassandra, dude. She was so much better back then, you know, the old Cassandra, man. I just wish she didn't change. I just wish she was the same Cassandra. And it's maybe you'll say that. Maybe you'll say that in your mind. Um, but it's not good for Cassandra because she's trying to fucking win. She's trying to get better. So the social pressure part of it is, is real. It is real. And, and, and you, you want, you want everybody to be on board. You want everybody cheering for you. You want everybody just saying, you fucking got this. You want that. Um, but when you don't, when you hit the, when you start to like hit one of two things, like if you start hitting roadblocks and you start failing because you're trying to learn something you've never done before, or you're trying to do something you've never done before, you're working out really hard, you know, you're, you're making changes. Like those people in your social circle they might say, hey, you, just, you need to kind of be like, look, you're, I think you're going too hard here. I think you might need to take a step back. You might need to slow down a little bit. Don't you think this isn't good for your health? Don't you think that like you should just take a rest day? Hey, just take a couple rest days. Take it like, like look, you look, you look beat up. You look worn out. That's hard because you're going to have to tell those people to fuck off. And maybe you don't tell them to fuck off. Maybe you don't have to say like, hey, fuck off. You just have to nod your head and, and maybe just be like, you know, I wouldn't even say I appreciate it. I would just say something along the lines of, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. You know, I would not, I don't know if I would appreciate the, like, uh, that type of thing. Like I need people that are, you know, if I have a people who are supporting me and this ain't me, this is David Goggins in his book and I love it. It's called, it's a foxhole. I don't need somebody in my foxhole, you know, who when I'm when I'm under pressure is going to tell me to to slow down. I need somebody in the in the foxhole to say I thought you wanted it. You know, if like if we got two guns and you're on my back shooting, protecting my back. I need to believe that no matter how bad it gets, you're going to stay on the gun. Like if I come in saying fucking I'm overworked, I'm stressed out XYZ, then I need you saying, "Hey, I thought I thought you knew it was going to be hard. I thought you knew that like the pressure was, was important because you'll never be able to reach the thing you want without the pressure. So it's not about getting rid of the pressure and like, and coming back and slowing down. It's about figuring out how to make that pressure, which in my mind is just psychological anyways, goes away. Find a way to make the pressure your normal to where it doesn't have the same psychological effects on you as, as right now, because stress, what's stress? What is pressure, but stress and what is stress but like this anxiety and what is this anxiety, but a perceived threat. It's all perception. 
And it's because you've not had that kind of load yet. Unless you press yourself with something you've not done before, you know, you give yourself pressure, you know, you're never going to understand how to deal with the pressure it requires or, or how to deal with the quote unquote pressure that's required at any high level of, of anything like uh, of anything at all. Like you, you just can't, you're not going to be, you can't, you can't be at the top of anything that you're trying to do or close to it without learning how to deal with a high level of pressure, you know, and not letting it affect you physically. And what's the only way to learn how to do it is to go through it and have it eat you up. And so people who support me will understand that they're in my, they're in my foxhole. So they're going to say, I thought you wanted this. They're not going to say, slow down a, like, you know, you're, you're going a little bit too fast. Hey, like you're X, Y, Z, like, no, nah, dude, like figure it out, figure it the fuck out, stay in that state to figure it out. Like it, it's required. It's required. Um, if you, if you know anybody who has any, uh, any evidence to, to argue that I would love it. I would love it because I've only come to find out one way to level up. And that is to put yourself under the fucking pressure and keep yourself there and do not stop. And, and you, and with, uh, with time and with constantly looking into every, everything that's happening in that, in that fucking state of being with all of the fucking things you need to get done and all the people like, you know, all the failures coming in and all the missed shit because like you can't deal with it. How do you, how do you, how do you do this? How do you, how do you organize this? How does this get organized? How does this get delegated? How does this get, how does this get done where like I can do it on a daily basis and it not fuck me up? You have to stay in it. Stay in it, stay in it, stay in it. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. And eventually you'll get there. Um, again, it's back to like the, the, the realistic people who are like, Jordan, like you got to be realistic. It's like, yeah, realistic people don't get shit done. Realistic people don't get shit done. So they don't, they don't, realistic people, very, they, eh, like, and, and if I'm not right, and if, if I'm just a lunatic, if I'm crazy, I would rather be crazy than realistic. Next is lack of enjoyment. Lack of enjoyment. Number eight, if individuals don't enjoy the type of exercise they're doing, it becomes harder to sustain a long-term commitment. Lack of enjoyment. You got to enjoy it. Kind of comes back to it. This is what basically I think is the biggest issue is that like, uh, it's clear to me that you have to enjoy it. It's clear to me that you have to enjoy it, right? Like, but... You need to find a way to enjoy something that you don't like. That's not very enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, look, it's like there are things you're going to need to do on a consistent basis to. You will fuck. Put it this way: you will enjoy a fit ass body. You will enjoy a fit ass body. You know, like not a lot of fat percentage. Like you've got definition in your muscles. Everything fits well. You will enjoy that for sure. You know, it's it's unlikely I put you in a fit body like your dream body and you don't enjoy it. You didn't, there's, I don't know if there's much more you can enjoy, but like good health, you know, like good health, like fit body, you walk into a room and people notice you because of your fitness. Like that's an interesting thing. You're going to enjoy that. That's going to bring a lot to your life, but to have it is not very enjoyable. Uh, the things that you need to do, like these people who have these bodies, they put their fucking, they put their asses to work. Um, and it's not enjoyable. 
Sometimes it's enjoyable. I mean, I love the barbell and the dumbbells. I love it. Like uh, maybe one in 10 workouts. I love it. Um, you know, I'm motivated. And maybe that's one in 20. But I do it every day. Every single fucking day I do it. And it's not always enjoyable. So you've got to get this, uh, this whole thing. And I know that this is massive. This is massive. So, you know, because the whole thing is like, find something you enjoy so that you can, you can feel good and you can keep doing it. Because it's like, that advice works. Like, find something that's enjoyable. But like, now you're, the only way you can be fit is if you find a way to enjoy the route there the whole time. It's like, again, with the dopamine thing, what is... And enjoy it is like you have this rush of dopamine. It's like without the dopamine rush, I can't do anything. Without the dopamine rush, I can't work out. Without the dopamine rush, this is what, why people take like 400 milligrams of caffeine before workouts. Can't work out without the fuck, can't work out without my pre-workout, which is like, which is the fucking, like a genius gimmick by the fucking, uh, by the supplement industry, which I believe is like a $400 billion industry at this point. Like the pre-workout, 400 milligrams of caffeine or 300 milligrams of caffeine. That's fucking insane. Take like 50 milligrams of caffeine before a workout. Max, folks. You don't need to fucking do that. You're going to die of a fucking heart attack. This is going to be insane what happens. But in any case, long story short, long story short, like you need to find a way to do things and not enjoy it. But, but like, enjoy the outcomes and enjoy the results long story, long, like in the long term. Enjoy what comes from it doing unenjoyable shit. That is, you need to come up, come up with a way of doing that. I don't know if you got to set like a, a daily intention and write it down, but like, it's so fucking important, guys. And like, I'm telling you right now, like, I get it. Like, you know, we're all Americans and like, you know, we want it handed to us, man. We really want it fucking handed to us and we just want to pay for it. Hey, how can, can I just pay for it? Can I just pay for you to enjoyably get me to my fitness goals? And it's like, the answer is fucking absolutely not. It's not going to be enjoyable. It's going to, there's going to be times where it's going to be not enjoyable. And so you need to figure out how to stay consistent at something that's not always enjoyable. So don't get me wrong. It's, you should find something that's enjoyable, but even enjoyable shit is going to be unenjoyable at some point. Like, it's going to be like, fuck, okay. We've been doing this over and over and over and it's back to monotonous routine and now I'm bored again. And, and like, I need entertainment. You need to entertain me. And it's like, uh, the idea of what you're doing here, the benefit that you get from what you're doing here is that it's not enjoyable, that you are doing something unenjoyable and you're training your body to be able to knock things out consistently that are not enjoyable. So, so get it out of your fucking head. This needs to be enjoyable. Get it out of your fucking head. It doesn't really need to be enjoyable. Um, it doesn't, it just doesn't need to be enjoyable. You know, like you can enjoy things or change your mindset to like, you know, what's enjoyable to me doing things that are, are hard. Like the, like it burns so good, <laughs> you know, like it burns so good. Like that hurt, yeah, it hurts so good. You know, like, I don't know, gotta love the burn. You gotta love the fucking, you gotta love a good hard workout. You know, it's like that you can enjoy, you know? Um, misery loves company kind of thing. You know, like just like find a way to do it that way. Find a way that you enjoy the outcomes um, and not like the actual thing. You gotta find a way to keep moving forward. Inconsistent routine, irregular workout pattern um, can hinder progress and can make it difficult. So, this is like kind of if if you plan on doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and for some reason you're not knocking out Wednesday or you're not knocking out Friday and you're switching it all up and things are getting kind of con kind of messed up. 
that'll fu- that'll fuck shit up. A, a complex or uh, a complex workout routine will start to become inconsistent because of the complexity. You got to simplify everything. Like the inconsistent routine will fuck you. We call it the pulse. That's basically every week you're doing something. You're staying on your schedule. You're executing the thing at the time you said you're going to do it. When you're going to do it, you're on time and you knock it out. When you get off of that, when you stop doing that, well, the, the, the time and the activity is the commitment that you're making with yourself. And if you find, if you find that it's not important enough to you to do, um, like, Hey, fuck it. Like, I mean, look, no, nobody's going to know who cares. Like I don't have to do this. So like I'm busy. So like, let's just cut it out. And then, or like, I'll move it to later in the day or I'll move it to tomorrow. Then you have no integrity on your schedule. You have no integrity on your schedule. And you also don't mind, don't mind like not showing up for yourself. You don't mind not showing up for yourself. And that is really what causes you to quit um, with an inconsistent routine. The inconsistent routine is you having no schedule integrity. And the reason you have no schedule integrity is because you don't mind not showing up for yourself. And how could you ever accomplish a goal with, if you don't show up for yourself? You know? And then you might feel frustrated. And you might feel like you're a failure. And then now you identify with being a frustrated failure. And, and that like in your, in your route towards trying to make something happen physically, it's like impossible because like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're an inconsistent, uh, frustrated failure. And so like, why even try? And so maybe you don't even try or next time you try again, you go back to, well, I don't mind not showing up for myself and having no schedule integrity. And if you have no schedule integrity, people don't have any integrity on their schedule or, or care about your time either. And so you live this kind of crazy. So all the way goes back all the way down to, do what the fuck you say you're going to do when you do it. It's, it's like keeping the commitment with yourself. So the way to fix this one right here, the way to not quit with the inconsistent routine, the inconsistent routine is caused by you not having, uh, uh, keeping commitments with yourself. So make small commitments and build your confidence in yourself from very small commitments. Like whatever it is, doesn't even have to be fitness, but it needs to be very small. Cut all barriers to action. What can you be consistent with? What can you be consistent with? Start there, be consistent with that over the period of weeks and then build the confidence to add steps. You know, keep it as simple as possible. A very complex schedule is what causes people to drop off and fail and become inconsistent because they get, get all kind of jumbled up in their mind. If you have like, let's say you have a workout program that's super robust and, and it can like change and it's like, it can be modified and changed, uh, moved. And it's like some days you can move, but this exercise there and there's like 15 exercises and they're all different every day because you needed to be entertained. It's like that starts to get really, really too complex. It gets too annoying. And then eventually what happens to you is like you, you're like, it's too much for you to handle on a day that's really, really busy because you live an actual life. And it's okay. I'm not going to go in today. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll push it back. Things start to get jumbled up. And then you're just, eventually you're just like, all right, this is, this is not for me. I can't do it. And it's just because it was too complex sometimes. So keep it simple. Just try to keep it as simple as possible. And small as possible. So simple and small and easy up front and just do it and then do it and do it and do it and do it until it builds into something bigger. And that's how you can, that's how you can beat that one. The last one, is a big one. We almost kind of went over this a little earlier, but the last one is the last one of the, these 10 main reasons why people quit 
when they try to get after their fitness goals um, are health issues, pre-existing health conditions, or injuries may pose challenges, make it necessary to modify or stop certain exercises impacting the overall fitness journey. Okay. Here's the gig with the health issues. If you fuck your back up, that's possible. You are going to have to stop. You are going to have to rehabilitate yourself. If you break your leg in half or you get in a car accident, look, it happens. Um, the only way to get around this one is to not, is, is to not let yourself think, all right, I got, like, this is the reason why I fail, not this is the reason why I'll become stronger. You know, that's, that's what will fuck you up. When you get injured, it's going to be very difficult on your mind. When you get injured for real, and it actually, and it's, and it's not just you kind of like just kind of being a crybaby, you know, because like you're, you know, you've got like a little tweak or something in your muscle because that happens and it's no big deal. And tendonitis can also be something that's like very, it almost is like debilitating. It, it's like such a painful thing. It's like debilitating. It can totally take you out only for a few days. And if you take care of it and you, you know, not so much stretch, it depends on where the tendonitis is, but if you get blood flow to that area and you figure out ways to like rehab it, you, you consult with professionals, like within seven to 14 days, you're, you're back to it. It's still a little bit annoying, but it's not going to stop you from exercising. But right up front, maybe first couple of days after that workout that caused the tendonitis, it can be, it can be, it can feel like you did something more, more, uh, more, more, let's say, um, like more critical, but it's, it, it, it just like, keep your mind on, Hey, I'm just going to like nurse this bitch back. In any case, if you get something that's real, that really does fuck you up and you really do have to stop and push back, you have to maintain a, a, um, you have to maintain a, a mindset of this is going to make me stronger. This is going to make me stronger. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to learn how to like rehabilitate myself. I'm going to, I'm going to put in all the work. And now you've just changed, you've just changed your goal. You've changed your purpose towards the drive on the daily activities that you're doing. It's like, all right, like this, my right leg is fucked. And so like, how can I still exercise, work out with the right leg? Like, and you can become a resource to yourself um, by keeping the mindset of good, good thing that this happened. doesn't matter if it's really bad. Good, good. Jocko Willing said that. I heard Jocko Willing say that. He, he has a book called uh, The Dichotomy of Leadership and Extreme Ownership. Those are two different books. Extreme Ownership was his first one. And then The Dichotomy of Leadership, both great books. But in any case, Jocko Willing is a, uh, he is a uh, Navy SEAL and he's got this comp company called uh, Echelon Front. And basically what they do is they go to like these Fortune 500 companies around and they basically teach them how to do leadership. But in any case, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. And his thing is this, in any case, when you're faced with any kind of critical fucking terrible situation, say this, good. Good. But Jordan, you don't understand because this, uh, good. Good. Nothing can be, nothing can be so bad that you can't get something from it no matter how bad it is. Like, if it's fucking bad. Because things in life can get fucking bad, dude. Things in life can get fucking bad. Things in life can get dark. Things in life can get really fucking dark. I get it. Some things don't, you can't fix in life. Things that happen. The, the traumas that you deal with. That haunt you. It's real. 
Like, I don't discredit that. That's valid. I mean, look, there's, it's valid that these are terrible things you have to work through. But why are you allowing those things to ruin your life and, and force you to live in hell? And tell everybody that, you know, the reason why I'm a failure is because of this. The reason why I can't do this is this. The reason why I can't be happy is this. The reason is, and it's like, how long are you going to do that? How long are you going to continue to, to bring up all these things that happened in the past? I heard something that was interesting by a guy who's, I can't remember who the fuck it was in one of these, uh, one of these Instagram, uh, one of these Instagram, uh, fucking real short 60 second fucking bits but it was interesting so i'll tell you about it basically what this guy said he said what what's interesting he's a clinical psychiatrist people come in all sorts of issues rape post-traumatic trust people that have been gone through war people who have dealt with all sorts of traumas like and they're bad but they're all a little bit different in any case like these people are dealing with depression and they're dealing with anxiety and and they can't get out of it and they go to him and they're asking him, hey, man, like, how do we change the stuff that happened in the past? Because I can't win. I can't be better. I can't change. I can't improve until this thing in the past is gone. And if you stay there, if you stay in that place where you can't get better until the past changes, then you can't get better and no one can help you. You stay in hell. You stay in hell. You stay where you are right now. Whatever hell is for you, like I'm not a religious person, but like whatever hell is for you, hell is in this place where you're stuck because you allow your trauma, let's say, be the fucking thing that holds you back. And, and that is your fucking excuse. And you, you basically use cognitive dissonance to make me to make me sound like I'm a fucking asshole. Like, why would he even say that? Like, why would he, why would he, why would he say that? Why would he think he understands me in my fucking situation? It's like, it's not for me to understand your situation. Like the shit that you dealt with in your life. It's not for me to understand. It's not for me to understand. It's not for your fucking psychiatrist to understand. It's not for fucking your, your fucking parents to understand. It's not for your fucking significant other to understand. Like your fucking trauma is not for anybody to fucking understand. Like, like, no, what are you waiting for? Do I have to understand your fucking trauma before you, you start making improvements and stop make, allowing it to fuck you up? Like, I've, like, I've got people who, I, I've, I've, had, I've had people who have come in and, and um, they've had terrible limps in their, in, in, in their, you know, one side of their leg where, like, when they were younger, 25 years ago, and I'm not, this is an actual case, 25 years ago, you know, like somebody who is like 47 years old, uh, 46, 47 years old and 25, you know, 26 years before they came in to see me, they had an ACL tear that fully, that, that, that fully, fully recovered and remained their bad leg. And they were, and they limp on it for fucking 26 years because that's their bad leg and they don't want to hurt it. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And there's absolutely no no risk, you know, but just the idea that, that like, no, this is my bad leg. They would fight me to the death on it, but there's absolutely 
nothing to indicate that that's actually still their bad leg. And maybe it's a higher risk of injury because it, it, it wasn't an ACL tear, but that doesn't mean we can't do certain, certain things. And we definitely have to do things that are going to put it at risk, let's say, because everything puts things at risk, like I said before, but you, it's your mind holding you back. It's the things that happened to you in the past that you can't let go and that you continue to use as a fucking, uh, you continue to use them, these stories of the past as the reason why you can't and the reason why you won't, you know? And until you can get rid of those, guys, you're stuck. Nobody can change the past for you. You can't change the past. So why not say good? Why not say this is what makes me strong, not, not what makes me weak. That's all I'm saying. Just, just try to find a way to take that fucking trauma, no matter how bad it is. I get it. It's deep. It's, it cuts deep some of this stuff. It's not for me to understand. It is not for me to understand. And I can still tell you, it's good. It's good. Because what is the utility of it being bad? Why are you trying to keep it being terrible and bad? Is it so that you can continue to fucking bitch to people about it and cry to people about it? So that you can sit around and be fucking feeling sorry for yourself. Because as soon as it's good, as soon as all this stuff is good and can be the power for you, it can be your power. It can be what gives you strength. Now you can't sit around and fucking cry like a little bitch about, about it. Now, now it's your strength. So what are you going to, what can you sit around and bitch about if everything is good? If everything is your strength, if everything is your strength, if everything is an opportunity, then what can you sit around and cry about? Nothing can't because it's all, it's all, but you want to sit around and fucking cry. And that is why you fucking sit in the same place and you just don't get better. So you, you need to get rid of that. It's not for me to understand. Um, if you haven't quit, good shit, man. Good for you. Congrats. Keep pushing into it. You fucking got this. Keep the minds positive. You fucking got this. You can do it. I fucking believe in you. You got this. Um, if you do, if you are quitting, if you're in a fucking dark place right now, if, you, if you're feeling like, like, like your bones are hollowed out and you're stuck to the couch and you can't move right now because you're dealing with shit, dude, and you're dealing with it. It's fucking real, man. Um, you fucking, you, you got this too, man. You got this too. Like it's, look, this is what, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing to feel the way you're feeling. You know, if you failed, if you, you created a goal and you failed, these things aren't, these things are not bad. If you have high anxiety, if you feel all these things, you know, they're not, it's not bad. Use it. Use that stuff, man. On your way, you know, the, the pain of failure, it does hurt. And I talked about this earlier. Pain is not your friend. But if you use pain, if you use that pain, that pain that's there, it's there for a reason. It's, it's there every time you're about to quit, you're about to stop. Think about the pain of quitting last time. Think about how painful it was to quit last time and don't allow it to happen again. So use that pain. You don't want that pain again. You don't want to feel the pain of that failure again. So, so use the pains that you have as like a never again. Just tell yourself never again. I'm never going to fucking quit again on myself. I'm never going to make a commitment to myself and I'm not going to follow through. I'm going to show up for myself. Just make that commitment. Make, set that intention. Write it down. Um, and I think you can really, I mean, you would be surprised at the power of that when you, when you sit down, I, I mean, you, you can think it's fucking, again, you can think it's like some hippie shit or whatever, but like that's cognitive dissonance, you know, that's your cognitive dissonance. Okay. Like try to get past it, write down your intentions, write down your goals guys, and have the intention that you are going to show up for yourself. You're going to show up for yourself in 2024. 
you are not going to be you are not going to be the person you were before if you're trying to if you're trying to win you're not going to be that person you're going to be this new person who fucking wins good luck out there keep fucking crushing i believe in you you have to believe in yourself and if you believe in yourself anything is possible anything is possible and if you feel like it is impossible then just think this anything impossible is worth pursuing from what you get out of it in the pursuit all right guys think big live better remember that and i'll see you on the next one 